Hey everyone, and welcome to Geek Speak the Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney, and today I have Amy and Pete with me. Hey, what's up, Amy and Pete? Hello. What's up, Sydney? Good morning. Good morning. All right. So today we're going to get real social and we're going to talk about social media marketing since you guys are basically experts on it, right? That's what they call me. (laughs) Sure. All right. So let's just get started. Who wants to talk about it first? You can go, Pete. Take the mic away. Yeah, I'll take the mic away. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think social has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. And when we talk about social media, there's a lot of different angles to attack it. Um, But I think at its core, social media is a spot where you can connect and engage with people, whether that's from a business to business standpoint or a business to consumer standpoint or just friend to friend, right? So you're on social, you're there to connect with people, you're there to share you know, what you're doing on the weekends, weekdays, whatnot. Um, from a business standpoint, you're trying to do the same thing right? You're, you're on social media and you're trying to give people an inside look into your business. And I think at the core of it, that's really the point of social media. Yeah. It kind of gives you like a chance to be kind of like a person's friend, whereas in like paid search and like SEO, you're kind of talking at people like buy our stuff, buy our stuff. But on social media, you're kind of being their friend and talking to them one-on-one. So you get to interact with people personally, which I think helps a lot. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your own personal experience working here at SEM Geeks and your social media work. Sure. Yeah. So I've been here for six years. So I've done a lot of different social media here at the company. When I first started, I was managing social media, which is a lot of what Amy does now day to day. And when I was here and and we're talking five, six years ago. Back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Wow. Hey, first (laughs) shot. Love it. Happy Friday. <laughs> when I was first starting here, the channels we were managing were were different, right? I mean, Facebook was still the biggest channel we managed, but if I say that, and here comes the dinosaur references, <laughs> but Google Plus, that's not even a thing anymore. And that was a, a large channel that we put a lot of effort into because Google owned it and we were trying to boost our organic rankings. So everything we were reading at that time and everything that we knew was, okay, Google+, Google+, whatever you're doing on Facebook, make sure you're mirroring over to Google+, because it's Google's social media channel, and they're going to use that in their organic rankings. And here we are now in 2019, and Google+, is dead. So, but from a a social media standpoint, in terms of how we we used to attack social as a company and how we still do, it's always been the 80-20 rule which I know Amy can speak to further, but it really should be really not promotional and more just organic feeling, give a look into uh, the company or the agency or what, you know, the people who make up your company. The point of it is to connect people and give them a look inside your brand. And I think if you're being too promotional, that's going to turn people off. For sure. Yeah, like as Pete said, the 80-20 rule is for those of you who don't know, 80% 80% of the time you're, you should be posting about like the people, what you're doing, what your brand's doing, less about like buy this, buy this, that's 20% of the time. So a lot of times we like to see what the competitors are doing and if they're pushing a lot like promotionally, we like to do the opposite because then it again gives your brand the more personal feel and that's a lot of what we do here. We just give the brand a personality to hope that people relate to it and will buy stuff from it. Can we touch a little bit about why social media marketing is so important in the digital world? Because I feel like 
it's often spoken about how important it is, but some people really still don't get it. Like that you should definitely have a Facebook page, have an Instagram account for their business. Yeah, there's definitely a few reasons why it's so important, right? I mean, one being that, again, and I feel like we keep saying this, but it really gives you a view into the company, into the brand. So if I'm a consumer and maybe you're an e-commerce brand and I'm interested in purchasing a product from you, I'm going to look at your website, I'm going to look at the products, but I'm also going to go to social and I'm going to check out your Instagram account. I'm going to check out your Facebook account, whatever social channel I'm into or you know, whatever it is, I'm going to look at that and see, okay, how do these guys interact with their consumers? What are they posting? Are they posting deals or offers on social that maybe I'm not getting on the website? Or are they interacting with their, you know, with their customers and, and their fans? That's big to me as a consumer. You know, I, I tend to wear and buy from the same brands, ones that I believe in and ones that I feel like I'm part of a community. So I feel like when you get into the social realm, if you're not putting that out there and you're just strictly promoting, 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 hey, you know, we have this product or we do this service really great. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, I want to see that. But I also want to see, you know, inside the company, what's the culture like? You know, what do they care about? Do they give back? That's that's important to me as a consumer. I also feel like just at the end of the day, when you look at people just everywhere, their faces are in their phone like. I almost saw a girl walk into a car, like a parked car the other day because she was just staring at yeah. her phone. You see those people walk into fountains in the mall yeah, and stuff. Exactly. It's crazy. I think I almost said that once, but that's beside the point. You definitely did. <laughs> but the point of what I was trying to say is that what do you think they're looking at? They're not really reading their emails. Like, yeah, they do in the morning, but a lot of times they're on social, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat. They could be like FaceTiming with their mom. You don't know. They could, but from personal experience. Most likely. And like... <laughs> A lot of times it is social. Like even my dad, who's not, hopefully he doesn't listen, but I'm pretty sure he's like 65. I should know this because he's my dad, but that's beside the point. Um, he, I will catch him just on Facebook for like an hour. Like I'll be like, dad, we're supposed to leave 20 minutes ago. I'll be like, sorry, I was stalking. Cause that's what he calls it when he goes on Facebook. I talk that term. <laughs> I love it. But like, that's how you get to all these people is cause they're always on Facebook, whether they're trying to find a product like you did, Pete, but, or if not, they have advertisements that are just scrolling through their newsfeed. So I think it's a very relevant thing that everyone's always looking at. Absolutely. Especially because now we're all in this always on culture Mm -hmm. and I feel like we are never disconnected. So a brand, a company, an organization can hundred percent utilize that in order to get their name out there and have it stick in the minds of their consumers. Yeah, so, I think. Oh no. Sorry, I think we need to have the discussion too of social media isn't strictly for like a one-to-one even return on your investment, right? So we have a lot of discussions with clients or just like even friends, and they're like, "Hey, I'm doing putting all this work into social media, right? Like I have a, a friend that owns a commercial plumbing business, and he'll you know put all this effort into organic Instagram posts and organic Facebook posts. And it's out, it's the him out there doing work and stuff. And I'm just like, Hey man, like, unless you're boosting that post, number one, putting a little bit of paid media behind it, paid dollars, no one's going to see it because the organic reach has shrunk so far, you know, less than 10% of people are actually going to see your organic content. But we talk to a lot of people that are like, you know, well, I'm going to do social media. I want to do social media. I want you guys to manage organic social and, That's great. We love that because we want to give that brand or that company a voice. But we're also very careful to say like, hey, this is different than a paid search strategy or an email marketing strategy where you run it, you launch it, and you're going to see that return very clearly 
in analytics or in the dashboard or whatever, and you're just going to feel that in your bottom line. Social is kind of like that secondary complementary piece to that marketing strategy that you have, more speaking from an organic standpoint. All right. But since you've been talking so much about organic social, let's talk a little bit about the difference between organic and paid social and the need for the pay to play model. Sure. Yeah. So like we said, the organic reach is just shrinking um, very, very much. The I mean, Amy, you could probably probably speak to this, too, but especially because Facebook, like recently within the past few months, just changed their algorithm so that they're trying to present less of like businesses on Instagram or not Instagram or like Facebook to you. And then instead, you're going to have more like your friends, your family, because they don't want it to be so promotional anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Instagram, I think Instagram's a great example, because if you do an organic post on Instagram, you can't link out to anything. So if you're a brand or a company or a service, whatever you're, you know, whatever you are, and you're trying to achieve somebody going from Instagram to your website or to a specific link. I think now you can, can't you? With like the Instagram, you can like tag different products if you're e-commerce at least. If you are, yeah. But like the only way now, like if I'm posting for my personal account right now and I want to send somebody to a SendGeeks blog that I wrote, the only way for me to do that organically is to put that link in bio and take a picture and say, hey, link in bio to the blog. Unless you have like 10,000 followers. And you can right, which you I'm, 10, no, I'm not that popular. But, Everyone you know, follow I, I post a lot of No, I post a lot of pictures <laughs> of my dog, beer, you know, it's, that's really it. Uh, I'm a good follow though. But the only way to really get somebody to a page from Instagram, again, unless you're, you know, a very popular person on the social channel is to pay for it. And I think that's that's proof right there that, one paid media is very important and then you you know you add in the fact that organic reach isn't there and you've really got to pay to put content in front of people now of course the benefit of paying for that is you're going to get open to a network of you know um, tools and different things you can utilize right so when you use paid social we now have the power to target people by very specific interests and this is just you know we can go into a completely separate conversation about data and if it's right if it's wrong but we'll stay away from that right now but everyone knows the targeting that you get when you utilize social media we can target demographics interests things like that and when you pay for it we get additional options on the advertising side where we can send you to a lead generation form and make you not even leave facebook or leave instagram or leave linkedin i can get you to fill out a form and while you're scrolling through your feed and it can be done in under five seconds. And I don't take you away from the experience of you being on social and looking at whatever content you're trying to. Also, as a side note, when we say paid social, it does not refer to paying for followers because that is one of the worst things you could do. So just as a note for that, because it just like, <laughs> you'll follow a lot of bots and stuff or they'll have you follow and then it'll really harm your rank. So just I used to post. do that in like middle school. I yeah. used, to... You used to pay for followers in middle pay school? pay for followers. I used to like yeah. things and they would follow me in return for my yeah, like. Like, oh, like. Oh, L2L. Like, no, like for like a like. it was an app. It was an app and I would, like, I would like hundreds of things and they would return. You like, had the ones like you could see who unfollowed you so you'd immediately be like, well, Brittany's not following me anymore. They totally got that unfollow. I was not about that. <laughs> and like Twitter would tweet it out to like your people. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. all right, so this, week, this week. It's like three people follow me and 27 unfollow me. It's like, uh, yikes. My friend, she would constantly have that. Like I would post on and I'd be like, Kristen, like, why are you doing this? She's like, I don't even do this anymore. I was like, I, it's posted. It's, yeah. I could see it. She's like, it's a mistake. I don't know what she's talking about. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, she, Kristen is lying. But anyway, um, can we just discuss the different audience demographics for each different social media platform? Sure. Yeah. So it's it's come a long way. So, you know, Facebook slash Instagram, and I say that because for those that don't know, Facebook owns Instagram. And when you utilize the advertising channel, that's all done within the Facebook dashboard. So when you go to pick off uh, which placements you want to show on, you're able to check off Instagram as a placement. You know, you can run an Instagram only campaign, a Facebook only campaign. You can blend them together, whatever you want to do. But the targeting within Facebook has always been, and, and I think still is the best. You know, they've gotten in trouble a lot recently for a lot of the targeting they have, but I'm talking, you know, two, three years ago, we were able to target by credit score and we were able to target by some some crazy things that, that they've obviously- by social security number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. So we've really had to, you know, adjust our strategy because that type of targeting isn't offered to us anymore but pinterest and snapchat have have caught up to facebook's targeting and i really what i think that is is they're just now in on the data buying that facebook's always been on you know they're trading data with visa and they're trading data with this company and that company and they're all kind of pulling from this shared pool of data that they're able to utilize and and put ads in front of consumers like us so when we talk about Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, a lot of them now really match each other in terms of the demographic targeting. And and one thing that, that we really like here is just the lookalike audiences. So the ability to take a customer file, meaning email addresses that you have, whether that's from your MailChimp account, whether that's from the back end of your WordPress site, uploading that to the social channel, could be Facebook, could be Pinterest, could be Snapchat, could be LinkedIn, and saying, okay, social network. So in this case, okay, Facebook, I want you to look at these email addresses that I have here. And I want you to go out and find another 1% of people that look like this email list. So it's then going to look at the the characteristics, the traits, the demographics of those emails and say, okay, you know, these people are typically this age, they're interested in this, they fit these three, four or five in market categories. And now it's going to put our ad in front of additional people who aren't on that email address but match that criteria. So it's it's a really great way to, to bring new eyeballs and potentially new leads and sales to your brand. I mean, while they all are demographically target demographic targeting on the same level, they're not I'm like, not going to touch that one. <laughs> they're not they're not the same when it comes to demographics cuz Facebook is for the older audiences now like there are some young people on it but for the most part it's people like my dad well not that yeah like, let's get in what what is old to you amy i mean i, I would I'm love to know i think that from my own research that i've done yeah i'll let cindy answer this that sure. <laughs> gen z does not like facebook i mean i do have a facebook but mainly for like my school's Facebook account just so I could see updates from school because other than that I won't see them. They do say Facebook is the one that will never die. It probably will never die. It just like will be like in that random folder like in your phone somewhere that the unused folder that I have on my phone for no reason. (laughs) I think that millennials still use Facebook and parents I can attest to that. And parents so Gen X and baby boomers. Thank God you're here because I don't know the difference between, like I know Gen Z, shout out to Mark Beal, 
<laughs> I know millennial because I am a millennial, but after that, like, I feel you like know. It's millennial, and then there's Gen Y, which I feel like is the forgotten generation. Your Gen t- millennials are Gen Y, so it's Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. Well, isn't Gen X then the one before Gen X is baby boomers? Yeah, baby See, boomers. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Baby boomers like was no like, real, like World War II, like the 40s to the mid 60s. And then after that <laughs> is Gen X and then Millennials, which like the oldest Millennials are in their 40s. Right, Pete? No, Ooh. no. Okay. Not even in my 30s yet. Just kidding. And then Z and then the the babies are Gen Alpha. There's a new generation? There is a new generation, wow. but we I'm don't know anything. If, if you could write this down or like make us an infographic will, or we'll timeline or something, it. let's get it up track. here because <laughs> I need to study this. All right. Um, Getting back on track, <laughs> how can a business utilize social media marketing to grow themselves? So I'm talking differences in strategy from business to business, business to consumer, mom and pop versus a national brand, that type of deal. Yeah, it's a, a loaded question. I feel so, like first things first, you got to look at what your competitors are doing. Because without a doubt. That's going to really steer you in the right direction. Like you take your number one competitor, who's doing the best, or just someone, say you are a small mom and pop shop, and you sell, for example, like coffee, or even you sell like those acai bowls that everyone's obsessed with now, you can look at a big brand like Pliable, see what they're doing and how successful they have been, and then just kind of imitate that in your own way and like put your own personal flair on it. Exactly, how can you create content and stand out in a world that has never ending content? Yeah, I think you also need to identify, you know, who you're trying to get in front of first too. So. A lot of people like to just jump into social because everyone else is doing it or my competitor's doing it and it's like, oh man, I, I need to be there, I'm behind. But I think there's more there's more value in really taking a step back and, and like Amy said, looking at your competitors, but also, you know, doing some some soul searching and saying, Okay, who is my target market? Who's who's really the persona that I'm trying to hit? And it's it's probably not just gonna be one persona. You know, you, you could have five, ten, fifteen, twenty personas you're trying to hit. So our strategy would be to kind of map those personas out and look at, okay, what, what really makes these people tick or with, you know, with anything like that, let's at least map out, okay, it's females 20 to 35 that I'm really trying to get into. That's my core market. Once you have that, then you can kind of look at, okay, I have that now. Am I going to start on Facebook? If that's my demographic, probably not. I'm probably going to go to Instagram is if it's you know uh, a visual product i might look at pinterest you know so i think like amy said one you want to look at your competitors two i think you've really got to map out who you're trying to hit and that's then going to point you in the right direction of which channel you should start on and from there then we need to look at what are my goals right so if i am a b2b company business to business am i trying to generate leads or am i you know an e-commerce brand uh business to consumer Am I trying to generate sales revenue through the door? And that's also gonna, you know, determine which channel I start on. Because a channel like Pinterest might drive more sales if I'm a visual product than Facebook. So that's a big part of it is just really identifying competitors, demographics, goals, and then mapping out a plan. The last thing you want to do is just jump into social because you feel like you're behind. You don't do it right and no one's gonna follow you and people might even, you know, laugh at you. And they say what's once you post something on the internet, you can never take it back. That's right. That's what they say. All right, so last question just to wrap things up. What are your guys' favorite brand social campaigns? I have a good one that I saw yesterday because I thought of this question, but that's 
So everyone knows Starbucks, and do you guys remember, this was like last year, maybe a few months ago, I don't remember, the unicorn drink? Oh, yes. That was all just like a social campaign because apparently it didn't, I don't know if it tasted good or not, but people just buy it just specifically so they can take Instagrams with it, and it just blew up, and it's insane to me that they just made it look pretty and made it look Instagrammable and had it only go for like a small period of time. So the millennials with like the fear of missing out and they love Instagrammable things, like it just blew up to like all the success. It was amazing. Interesting. I, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> hashtag <agree>. analysis. <laughs> uh, I mean, I follow a lot of different brands. I think I said before, like I'm, a, I'm very loyal to different brands that I buy from and things like that. But I was thinking about this yesterday too, because you know, we did, we did discuss this a little bit, right? And I was watching the the Fire Festival documentary recently. Great documentary. Great documentary. And what blew me away was just the the social campaign that they had for that. It was literally just a blank image that they posted. Not even an image. It was just a solid color. I think it was orange or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And everyone just started reposting that, really not knowing what the hell it was. Yeah, that woman asked me at the conference when I had said something that um, Rutgers Athletics had mimicked it. Yes. And then it was success- like it was a successful campaign. Yeah. The woman asked me, "Well, wasn't the fire festival like horrible?" And I was like, "Yeah, like the festival, the festival was bad, but like the campaign was <laughs> but good." But the campaign it was fantastic. It shows you how powerful marketing could be because all they did was film models and stuff just like frolicking yeah. in the ocean and like everyone wanted to be there. Yeah, and then that's a completely separate discussion we didn't even touch on, which is influencers. Yeah, right? maybe next that's, time, maybe next time. <laughs> that's what Fire Festival was built on. It was built on influencers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylie Jenner, you know, the... Um, the Hadids. The Hadids, yeah, I was trying to think of their names. Um, that's, like, that entire festival was built on influencers, and then you had Ja Rule, probably the largest influencer and, and partner in in the festival itself. Who I think is trying to come out with the second festival. No, now his career is dead, R.I.P. People like yell at him when he has concerts and stuff. Well, I would too if I was. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, I, whoever like was in charge of the festival, he's in jail now. I is think. his name Billy? I Billy's in jail. Out, he's gonna like do the same thing. Yeah, he would somehow. He's he would probably it. do the same he's thing. He's gonna launch Coachella <laughs> 2.0. You guys watch. <laughs> All right. Well, our time here is up. Thank you guys so much for coming in today and talking with me. Our pleasure. Yeah. It's been great. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Sydney, and this is Geek Speak signing out.